Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. Here we talk about weight, body image, emotional eating, and other personal development topics. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, the CEO and founder of Irresistible Icing and IrresistibleUniversity.com. I know what it's like to live your life defined by your weight. I know what it feels like to be on the yo-yo diet body hate cycle, but I also know how to break that cycle so you can finally live the irresistible life you crave. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to the Irresistible You podcast. This is episode number five. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to break the rules that are holding you back from living the life you want. Now, before we get into what all this means, I'm going to share a little bit of a story with you of something that happened to me a few weeks ago. Um, It's kind of funny, but it also kind of stings and goes really deep. So a few weeks ago, we went to uh, Bush Gardens, which is a theme park, a couple, um, it's like an hour from my house, that's irrelevant to you. Um, And it was the first time that we took my daughter to a park like that, because now she's old enough to where she can ride some of the rides. And one of the first rides that um, I got in line with her to ride a ride, and it was this little like boat looking thing that goes around in a circle, and it's pretty ridiculous. And she is too little to ride it by herself, but she can go on as long as she has an adult. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll take her. My husband stayed back. He had the stroller. um, And me and her went and got in line and immediately, sure, you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Immediately, my brain went to, holy shit, I'm not going to fit. And, oh my God, look how small those boats are. Oh my God, there's no way I can do this. My hips are too wide. My ass is too big. There's no way I'm going to try to get in this boat in front of all these people in the middle of Sesame Street land and look like a complete idiot and be the lady that everybody puts on social media whose big wide ass got stuck in the Sesame Street Loch Ness Monster ride. You guys, that's all I could think about. And we were in line, I don't know, like maybe five to 10 minutes. And I just kept playing out all these scenarios of like, and and I was studying people as they, the adults that were getting in. I was like, oh my God, everybody so far is smaller than me. Then I saw this like grandpa who was like six foot five and he could barely fit, but he fit. And I'm like, well, if he could fit, I could fit. But no, my ass is a lot wider than his. Like all these crazy, stupid scenarios kept playing. And then because it was a water ride, I didn't bring my cell phone in line with me because there was no way that I was going to juggle my cell phone and my daughter and my big wide ass in the Loch Ness Monster. So I left it with my husband. So I had no way to call him because I kept thinking, shit, I'm going to call him and tell him, hey, do you mind if you go on this one with her and I'll sit it out? So I couldn't do that. I was trying to like use ESP to talk to him to see if he would see me in line so I could like show him that I was panicking and he could come over and we could trade places. But I couldn't see him from where we were waiting in line. And then I thought, no, you are writing this thing. This is with your daughter. This is the first ride she has ever been on in her entire life. And you're going to do it and you're going to fit and you know damn well you can fit. Yes, obviously this ride is little. It's for kids. Come on. 
So <laughs> I still kept doing the comparison game and watching people. And in my mind, I think, oh my God, everyone is looking at me and they're looking at me thinking, ha, who do you think you are, you big fat ass? There's no way you're going to fit in this ride. And they're just like feeling sorry for me until I get up to the front of the line and I'm told to not even get on the ride in the first place. Well, we get up to the front of the line and it's a little bit tricky because when you have a one and a half year old who can't quite sit still yet and doesn't understand certain things, trying to maneuver my leg into this boat without falling in the water and getting her in at the same time, it was a big task <laughs> to say the least. It was crazy. But I got her in. And let me tell you this, the, the workers there, they are not going to help you, not even an inch, because they don't want to be held liable for anything that happens to your kid. So I managed to get her in. Then I sat down and I had this moment of like, oh my God, it is too narrow and my ass is too wide. But as I sat down further, once you got in the boat, it got like a little bit wider inside. And I was like, okay, cool. I fit perfectly fine. This is cool. So I tried to enjoy the ride and I did. And it was so cute because she had a blast and she was like, you know, clapping and she just, she had so much fun and it made everything worth it. But at the same time, all I could think about was shit. I'm going to have to get out of here. And how the heck am I going to get out of here? Because I got in and it was kind of like pushing my butt down to get into the seat. So I'm thinking like, oh my God, I have to get out of here. And at the same time, I have to lift her out. Hope that she doesn't go running through the crowd without me. And then everyone's staring at me because I'm the only idiot that's standing there getting out of this Loch Ness Monster boat. You guys, I survived. It was fine. And I'm naturally clumsy. So me getting out of this thing, I stumbled, which has nothing to do with my weight. It has everything to do with the fact that I am just a clumsy person and I do not have grace. Let's just say that. Okay. So why would I tell you this embarrassing, ridiculous story? Well, I'm sharing this with you because all of those things that were going through my head were there for a reason. Because for so many years, I had convinced myself that I was too big to ride rides or I was too, you know, too fat to do this or that. And the irony of some of that is at certain points in my life, that was not true. Yes, I was overweight. Yes, I was a little chubby. But in no way was I ever at certain points obese. Now, there was a couple points in my life where I've gained a significant amount of weight. And I was teetering on that line of like, shit, I don't know if I'm going to fit on a certain ride or, you know, this chair isn't very comfortable. And that is not a fun place to be. And while I'm not at my goal weight, I am definitely far from that highest weight. But even when you lose and you let's say you are at your goal weight, sometimes when you've lived your whole life being, you know, the fat kid, being overweight, being chubby, even though your body now to a stranger, they don't see that, it's so hard for your head to catch up with the rest of you. And it had me thinking about where a lot of this came from is 
when I was around, I don't know, maybe 13 or so, I went to this uh, local carnival here and I didn't, it was one of those rides that like goes in a circle. And so it goes really fast. And so when it goes in a circle, your body is like pressed right up against the car. And I had been in a car accident. So I had um, a lot of pain in my ribs that still hadn't gone away like a couple years later. And so things like that tended to make it flare up. And so I didn't want to sit on the outside because of that. And so I was with two of my other friends and of course, they're smaller than me because everybody in my life in school was always smaller than me, which made me feel obese when in actuality, I look back and I'm like, what? I wish I was as fat as I thought I was then. What was I thinking? So, um, you know, I told my friends, hey, do you mind? I really want to sit on the outside. I mean, on the inside, because, you know, I told them the issue that I had and they're like, yeah, 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 of course. So I go to sit. And my skinny friends are on the outside. I get to the inside of the ride and the like convict carnival worker guy who looks like he's lost all his teeth and he's probably been in prison 500 times. He just like points and grunts at me and points to the sign that says smaller riders or says larger riders to the outside. And I'm like, okay, that's freaking embarrassing. Are you kidding me? And he wouldn't do anything until I moved. And it was so humiliating and embarrassing because that was like publicly calling out to my friends and to everyone else that was in the area that, hey, this big fat ass girl, she can't ride on the inside of the ride because she's too big. And when we were at Bush Gardens, um, I guess that came up with that ride I just told you about. But also... My husband and my daughter went on a ride, just like the one I'm talking about right now. And at first, he had put her on the outside. I mean, on the end, I don't even, I got it all confused, but whatever. And the lady screamed out the same statement. And it just like, I was like, I've heard that before. And it just brought back all this emotion of like, no wonder I was standing in line for this Sesame Street uh, boat, whatever. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I can't do this. I'm going to get stuck. And all these thoughts that were coming through my mind. And when I got off that ride, I remember going over to my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, I said, that was the scariest thing I've ever done. And of course I was being my usual, like dramatic, sarcastic self. And if you know me, that's just how I am. And he goes, oh God. He's like, I already knew. I already knew what you were thinking because he goes and not, and he goes, let me say this first before you freak out. Not because I didn't think you were going to fit because I knew in your head that you thought, oh my God, I'm not going to fit. So before I could even get it out, he already knew where my head went. So that just says how much he knows the way my brain is like sick and twisted and thinks. And, um, yeah, you guys, but I did it and it was fine. And we rode a whole bunch of other rides and it just goes back to show you, like, let's talk about breaking the rules. That's the whole theme around this podcast. And there is a huge connection, I promise you, because there are these things that we have told ourselves that we have heard. We may have heard other people. We have been told these things, whatever the case may be. And we don't even realize that 
we're governed by these imaginary rules and they're limiting what we can do with our life and they're limiting the fun and the joy that we could be having. Because if I would have given in, it would have taken the, we had, you know, those days that are just like perfect in every way possible. That's how that day was. And I think about if I would have given in to those like inner bitch thoughts and gotten out of line and I would have been all huffing and puffing and, and pissed off and, you know, I don't want to ride this. You get on it with her. It would have taken the tone of the day to a whole nother place because you know that type of thinking and that type of attitude that then comes out, it's toxic to everybody else. And I didn't want to do that. And we literally rode this ride within like five minutes of coming to the park because it's close to the front. And so from there, it was just like, you know, we went on every everything that she could ride, we rode or she rode by herself. And it was amazing. Um, so yeah, back, breaking the rules. I know for a fact that you have things that uh, you're telling yourself or you are thinking and that has, you know, dictated the, the things that you're doing in your life. Like, for example, I'm too fat to go to the beach. I'm too fat to wear a bathing suit. So I'm not going to go. I'm not going to take my kids. I'll go next year when I finally lose the weight. And then the next year comes. And let me ask you, have you lost the weight? Are you happy with your body? Are you considering your body perfect? Because perfect is not real. So the point being, how much of your life are you losing out on? How much of your life are you taking a back seat to because of these rules that you're telling yourself? And Again, it comes down to, you know, they've been embedded into our thought process. It happens from the minute you're a kid. So it could be something that you heard as a kid. Maybe you heard it as an adult and it has just cemented itself into your brain and it's held you back from all the things that you want to do. You know, maybe it's, you know, I don't like my teeth, so I'm not going to apply for that job because that job puts me more front and center with, um, you know, doing more videos and interviews and being a public figure. And I don't want people to see me. I don't want people to see my teeth or I don't want people to see my my fat rolls or whatever your thing is, because we all have things about ourselves that we don't like. That's a fact. We all have something. But to other people, they probably don't even see it the same way that we do, because we always see ourselves in a, in a darker light than the rest of the world does. So about breaking the rules, um, let's kind of, I like to do things that are actionable. That's really just how my brain works. And I like to be able to give you things that you can walk away from and do. So I wanted to talk to you about a couple different ways that three ways that you can break those rules that are holding you back. Okay. Ready? Number one, first and foremost, you got to rewrite those rules, girl. So you've got to figure out what those rules are to begin with, and then you need to rewrite them. And when I say rewrite them, write them into a positive statement. Okay. So let me give you an example for me. Um, I, at one point on my weight loss journey, because you guys know I've, I've gained and lost and gained and lost, but when I really decided this is it, 
I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in. I don't care how long it takes me because I'm going to just embrace this journey and enjoy it for what it is. And that's when I got into kayaking and being outdoors more. And at that point in my life, this was back in 2015, I could not remember the last time I wore shorts. Couldn't remember. And I'll be damned if I'm going to go on a kayak in long pants when it's 80, 90 degrees in Virginia. Not going to happen. And I said to myself, okay, I don't love my legs at the moment. I don't, um, I don't love the way shorts look at the moment. But you know what? This is a temporary moment. And I'm not going to allow how I feel about my body to impact my ability to go enjoy this awesome thing in nature kayaking, right? So I rewrote that to say, I don't care. You know, so take those negative things that you tell yourself because before it's like, well, I don't have any shorts and any of the shorts that I do have, they definitely aren't going to fit. So because of that, I'm not going to go kayaking with you guys. I'm going to stay home and pretend that I'm sick or some other bullshit excuse. So rewrite those rules for yourself and give yourself permission to do those things. Um, so number one is rewrite the rules and then practice them because it's not enough to just rewrite the rules. You have to then practice it. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to the store and I went to Walmart cause I'm like, I'm not going to spend a lot of money and I don't give a crap what the size is in the shorts because nobody else is going to see that number. Have you got, have you done that? Like you won't buy clothes because you're like, I've gained so much weight and the number's too high. And would you rather be miserable or would you rather find clothes that fit that, you know, okay, these are temporary. These, this is just a temporary thing. So I went and I bought the shorts and I put them on and nobody died. Everybody had fun and it was great. So rewrite the rules and implement the rules that you've rewritten. Take action imperfect action. I didn't feel confident the moment I would put those on, but I was like, wow, I haven't worn shorts in so many years. That in itself is a non-scale victory and I'm taking it and I'm going to own it. Okay. Number two for breaking the rules is get yourself a journal. I'm talking old school notebook, pen and paper journal Um, If you know me, you know I am like super tech savvy. I love my Trello. I love spreadsheets. I love organizing all my stuff on my Google Calendar. And I'm just, if I can take it digital, I take it digital. But there is also power in having a pen and paper, a little notebook, a little journal. Get a cute one because you know my stuff, it has to be cute. It has to be pink or purple or have glitter or something on it. Um, Go to TJ Maxx, HomeGoods, Marshalls. All those places have like the cutest little like writing journals and notebooks with little sayings and things that really fit your personality. So that's just a tip. You can take that. So get yourself a journal. And in that journal, just dump everything that's in your brain. Um, I do journaling in the morning. So you set like a timer for a few minutes called um, like a morning journal and you just free form everything that's in your head. You just write it out. Even if it doesn't make sense, you just get it out because you need to clear that clutter that's, you know, where all these thoughts and rules are building up with each other. And then in your journal, also what I recommend that you do is keep yourself. um, I do this. 
I do this digitally with a lot of things, mostly work-related stuff, and I need to get better at doing this on a personal level, but I'm going to share this tip with you anyway, and that is to have a kudos file. So for example, um, it within my business and my work, I'll create a folder in my email, and anytime I get like a kudos, a great job, this was awesome, this helped me so much, or whatever, I hang on to those things um, because I can use them later in different media and um, when I was working a nine to five, I used them on my performance reviews and that kind of thing. But get yourself a personal kudos file in your notebook and write down these non-scale victories. Like I wore shorts today the first time since, I don't know, 1983 or whatever it is. Like put that in your journal um, so that on those days when you have those fat, ugly days, and you know what I'm talking about, that no matter what you do, you just feel fat and ugly and disgusting. And we all have those days. It's perfectly normal. And those days where you're feeling that way, I want you to open that journal and look at everything that you've accomplished. Look at all of your different kudos. So number two is to get yourself a journal and keep a kudos file in your journal. Okay. (sighs) Take a breath. Number three (laughs) is to have a support system and a community. Okay, what does that mean? Um, This is a big one for me because for so many years, I thought this was just like woo-woo bullshit kind of stuff. And one of the best ways to grow, to gain more confidence, to squash all those rules that are holding you back is to have a support system who understands what you're going through. And I want you to know that support systems might, and they probably should be different, depending on who in your life and what in your life you're going through. So for example, you know, obviously my husband and I, we tell each other everything. Um, We're very open with each other, good, bad, and ugly. And he knows about all my, you know, issues that we talk about here with weight and personal development. And, you know, he's very much in tune with all of that and I can share anything with him. However, there's certain things around that, that I know he can listen and he can kind of like, you know, he's not going to get it all the way. Does that make sense? Like, so it just means like sometimes there's things that are better shared with family. There's things that are better shared with maybe a close girlfriend or a support group that you're in. So for example, um, my private Facebook group that I run called Irresistible University is just for women. And it's just for women that are going through issues around their weight, their body image, emotional eating, binge eating, confidence, all of those topics. Because in that community, you know, when you post something like that, no one's going to make fun of you. No one's going to make you feel less than. And here's the other one that I can't stand. No one is going to give you sympathy. It's like, oh, I'm so like, sometimes I don't want sympathy because it makes your situation feel, you may, it makes you feel worse about your situation versus someone going, yeah, girl, I get it. I've been there, done that. And I know what it feels like versus, oh, you know, ugh, I don't have time for that. So our group is that support system that's going to help you through some of these issues. And so, um, 
I would love for you to join the group. I would love for you to come into our community and, and be a part of that. Um, you certainly don't have to, but do know that that's available and it's there for you. But whatever you do choose, you need some type of support system that's going to, that you can trust, that understands you, that's going to give you that like extra push that you need that you can just sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard. Like I'll go back to my husband. It's hard because, um, Sometimes he doesn't say things back to me the way I want him to. And we finally kind of figure that out together when that was hap- when that does happen. And it's because in his mind, if I'm talking about a problem that I'm going through, whatever it may be, he thinks because I'm a man and I'm the husband, the protector, I need to solve your problem. And I don't know how to solve your problem. And I don't want to say that I don't know. And we've had discussions in the past where I'm like, look, I don't need you to solve it. I'm not looking for you to solve it. I just want you to listen and not pity me for it. So you guys, it's all about communication. Also, um, I could go, I could do a whole other podcast around that, around marriage and communication. And if you're not willing to have those type of conversations with your significant other, and you, you got to have them. And, and I'm, I'm very blessed that we have that type of relationship that we can talk about anything and just put it on the table and say, okay, what's going on? How can we fix this? How can we work together? Okay. So get yourself a support system, surround yourself with a community. If you are in, uh, a woman in business who's building your business, you're an entrepreneur, you need to be around women that are entrepreneurs. So myself, I recently got involved with more people in my community locally who are moms and who are business women who own their own businesses because certain things you can't understand until you are in the shoes of that person. And so you've got to find like-minded people that can help support you so that when those like little like, uh, demon rules are like, hey, you're too fat, you're too ugly, you can't do this, you can't do that, then you need to say, stop it. I can. You break out your rules that you wrote in a positive light, you start journaling how you're feeling, and you reach out to a friend through one of your support networks, whatever that looks like for you. Cool? Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to start wrapping things up here. Um, Again, this was all about breaking the rules that are holding you back from living the life that you want to create. And just know that just because something is the way it is now doesn't mean it has to stay that way. But it's not going to happen overnight. And it's not going to happen magically by some knight on a white horse that's going to run by and rescue you. If you want to change your life, if you want to change yourself, if you want to lose weight, if you want to start your own business, you've got to take action. Daily action. Imperfect action at that. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you've got to take action because nobody else is going to accomplish things and do things for you. Only you can do that. So stop the excuses, break the rules, and get out there and create the irresistible life that you crave and that, quite frankly, you deserve. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Irresistible You podcast. If this resonated with you, and if you're really feeling the podcast vibes that I've been putting out, I want you to do two things. One is take a picture of 
you living your irresistible life. That could be a selfie. That could be a picture of the sunset. That could be you playing in the pool with your kids. I don't care what it is, but take a picture, put it on Instagram and hashtag irresistible you because I want to see what you're up to. I want to see how you're living your irresistible life. Number two, if you're feeling the podcast, I want you to leave a rating and review on iTunes. And that tells me what you like, what is, you know, what's going great with the podcast and how I can deliver even more irresistible stuff to you. So Hashtag irresistible you on Instagram and leave a rating and review over on iTunes. And I will love you long time if you can do that. So again, thank you for listening to Irresistible You. I will talk to you on the next one.